All right. Welcome to the 107th installment of the Unplugged Alpha podcast series. Got a great show for you tonight, talking about tribes, communities, gangs, whatever it is you want to call it. It's out there. It's a real thing. Go about it. Uh, just came back from an awesome weekend with a bunch of the boys. Uh, call it the Tampa meetup. Uh, Moff put something together for us. Uh, what can I give away? Well, I don't know. I'll give away a little bit anyway. Um, did a little bit of uh, fishing and some firearms training. If you guys are longtime viewers, you'll recognize the name Rich Graham. He's a former Navy SEAL. And he's um, got this cool little ranch in the middle of Florida. So uh, we did a little bit of a day rally out there and back and spent a few hours, well, not even a few hours, a whole day in the rain with uh, firearm and AR training. So that was an awesome time. Um, I posted a couple things on my uh, Instagram. I know Moff's got a few more pictures. I'm waiting for the photographer to finish up his little bit. But yeah, wicked, wicked time. So um, let's get right into this here. So tribes, why do they matter? Why do they matter? I mean, where can we start with this? Why do tribes matter for men? You know, I think a lot of guys find it pretty lonely out there when it comes to uh, navigating the world, finding uh, people that get it. You know, like they they just they just get it. They just fall. They just fall in line and don't. They're not drunk on the Kool Aid, if I can put it that way. You know what I mean? There's a lot of plugged in beta males out there that think that's just going along with a program to get along is a way to go. And I think at some point, most guys discover when chaos ensues that that doesn't work. Doesn't serve them, doesn't serve them in work, in creation of wealth, networking with women, any of those things. It just doesn't work. So tonight we're going to be talking about men and masculinity and tribes, gangs, whatever you want to call it. Um, I've been an avid follower of Hollywood films that placate the the narrative or the notion of gang type of activity, uh, mob type of activity. In fact, while I was on the flight uh, to and from Florida, I was listening to uh, Michael Francesi or Francesi. I don't know if I'm pronouncing his last name right, but he's... Uh, Interesting guy. I've watched some podcast interviews with him and uh, he put a book out called I'll Make an Offer You Can't Refuse. And he's kind of highlighting uh, what it was like being in the Italian mafia um, ranks, um, code, why certain things were written, why other things weren't written, how and why guys would get whacked, all of this stuff. Um, so to say that I have an interest in it is an understatement. Um, back in the day when I was a 20-something-year-old, and I talked about it in my book, The Unplugged Alpha. If you haven't read it, get it. It's on Amazon. Um, there's a second revision coming out very soon. I'll talk about that in a bit. But I talk about in the book a chapter on why it's important for a guy to own a motorcycle. So I think I'll start there because... Childhood tribes that I've had were different. I mean, you can't call Boy Scouts a tribe. You know, it just it's just not. It's kind of the foundation. It's kind of the precursor, you know, to males getting together, doing things that include activities with tasks at hand. 
basic stuff, putting up a tent, collecting firewood, striking matches, getting a fire going, basic stuff, right? But I think I really observed it coming into its own when I got on a motorcycle. And I'll tell you why. Because as much fun as driving cars and exotic cars and doing these road trips that I often do that I've talked about is, there's a different kind of camaraderie that you get on a motorcycle. It's very difficult to explain, but it exists. And it's like taking a frying pan to the forehead. It's something that I still, to this day, look back fondly on. I haven't owned a motorcycle in a long time, a couple decades now. Uh, whenever a friend of mine comes out and has one, he sees me looking at it. He goes, take it out for a rip. And I do. And it brings me back to my 20s. We spent all of that time in coffee shops into the wee hours of the night, talking, hanging out amongst other men on motorcycles, doing tasks, not just sitting there talking and drinking coffee or anything like that, but, but actually going out and performing tasks, riding ramps. We would do all kinds of, I mean, can I say insidious things? Maybe, maybe the law didn't like what we were doing. Let's just put it that way, but we did them. And we did them as a group of men traveling in groups, um, groups as small as three or four, sometimes as large as 50, depending on what we were doing. And this is the first immersion that I got into the notion that the way of men is the way of the gang. The way of men is the way of the tribe. The, there's a book, uh, Jack Donovan wrote, I have it here on my desk. It's called The Way of Men, summarizes it as the way of men is the way of the gang. It's a book about masculinity. It's a book about the tribal nature of men. It's a book about why men need to test each other and hold each other accountable and do things together. I think if you go back, I mean, if we could go back in a time machine, 100,000, 500,000 years, you know, back to the hunter-gatherer times where you'd be out hunting and or gathering uh, for sustenance. You weren't sitting across from each other talking. We didn't have screens and cameras and this sort of stuff. You'd be sitting shoulder to shoulder, probably stalking an animal, whispering in a low breath about the kill, lining up for it, maybe even you know what it was that you were going to do that night and who you were going to sleep with. Who knows? But the reality is, is that we've operated this way for eternity. Um, we're definitely social. We definitely like the social aspect of life. I think women, for the most part, tend to be better at this, especially as guys get older. As guys get older, we suck at this stuff. We'll let friends go way of the wayside. We'll let women remove um, our tribes from us. If you're a guy that was into playing hockey, uh, pickup hockey or, um, you know, ball teams, all kinds of stuff. You know, I see guys do this all the time and Oh, you don't have time for that anymore. We have a household to run. We have this to do. We have that to do. And guys will abandon their friendships and their tribes that they have, you know, to placate her whims and desires. Um, the notion of betatization through a thousand concession is inclusive in how men walk away from uh, male tribes and masculinity. Before I um, continue, actually, let me um, let me grab the YouTube link because I always forget to do this at the start of the show. <laughs> We'll do, let's do a little bit of housekeeping before we continue here. Guys, do me a favor. If you're watching this elsewhere, come over to YouTube and subscribe, hit the like button, all that good stuff. Uh, I'll grab the join link as well because I'll be taking some call-ins tonight. Don't leave it till the end. 
Um, so if you want to call in and ask a question, Q, I'll drop that in the live chat of the YouTube as well. So that's nowhere else on the interwebs. You'll have to come over to YouTube. I already dropped the link for you guys. If you're on Twitter, Twitch, Facebook, whatever, come get it. Got this stupid heart that YouTube puts on the bottom right of the screen. So you can't pin certain words. It gets in the way. Let's pin it. There we go. Okay. So the StreamYard link is pinned at the top. You can call and ask a question. I'll get to the call-ins in a little bit. So just um, give me a bit to finish my monologue here. The stuff that I want to talk about and cover all my notes. But yeah, you can bring any question tonight and um, we'll do a little bit of Q&A. If you're a critic, bring your criticism. But let's hear your better uh, solutions to the problem that I've already addressed, it, of course. All right, let me get into these notes over here. Um, so I talked about the notion of realizing the reality of tribes when I was a lot younger. Motorcycles was basically where it started off for me, man. It's just real. It's real. Um, so let's talk about where you're not going to find good men that are good at being men. I think, again, I go back to Donovan's, you know, definition because everything that I've seen out there when people start diving down these rabbit's holes and talking about masculinity and tribes and men and all that sort of stuff most of them get it incredibly wrong okay come on YouTube cooperate there we go so you're not going to find these guys in places where you have no barrier to entry if you don't have a barrier to entry, for example, pick up hockey. Do you have hockey equipment? Are you good on skates? Uh, does somebody know you? Can they vouch for you? Have they seen you skate? You know, they, do they think that you have the capacity to be useful on the ice to the team? Right? Like, you just can't show up at any kind of hockey arena with some equipment and say, "Hey guys, I like to come and play with you. Mind if I join in?" Unlikely to happen. That's not how it works. You have to have well-organized, some sort of barrier to entry. doesn't matter if it's a some kind of firewall, paywall, whatever it happens to be, a test. And, you know, joining like a private Facebook group where it's like, why do you want to join this group? Da -da -da -da. Do you have da-da-da-da-da-da-da, right? You know, this is the standard basic shit. This is the basic bitch realm of most men's tribes out there, and they suck. Going into free groups. Um, I'm... A member of a lot of free groups on, uh, we call them Facebook groups on social media, where it's councils of iron, strong men, men of masculinity, you name it, whatever name it is that they've slapped together words of iron, masculinity, and steel, and all that sort of stuff, um, virtue, order, you know, whatever it happens to be. Most of them suck. Okay. Um, I get a lot of my material from, the stuff that the algorithms pick up and show me in my feed. Uh, I, I don't engage or comment on the stuff because it's like talking to somebody that doesn't want to hear a story. But what ends up happening is it sends the algorithms, which I find useful, send me anything that's trending. And it's always the same stuff. It's always some dorks that are like, my wife doesn't want to sleep with me. I've been changing the baby's diapers, cutting the grass. I just put the winter tires on our car for and she won't even touch me. I, you know, we haven't touched each other in three, four, six weeks. You get these nerds in the comments going, well, have you looked at her love language? What's her love language? Have you tried that yet? You know, like the standard, just garbage that doesn't work. These, this is why you get 
these types of results from these types of groups. They're plugged in beta males. They're basically build a beta, build a better beta groups is what they are. Okay. These guys sleepwalk through life. They think that if you just pray, the right woman will come along. They think that if the right woman comes along, the unicorn, you know, comes along and they just do the right thing, right? You know, we talked about this before. They tell men, you do what's right. They tell women, do what's right for you, girl. And these guys think if they just do the right thing, everything will be hunky-dory, tickety-boo, done. Everything's fine. Most of these groups are tribes of betas, building better betas. And while there might be some improvement and some growth in there, you're not going to get exactly, you know, what you want in it. Yeah. Thanks, Moff, for clarification. We're talking about Jack Donovan, to be very clear. Um, Moff, if you want to hop in as well, you know, when you get a moment, I'll I'll bring you in first so we can sort of talk a little bit about the um, weekend as well when I get to that. Um, the other thing that you've got to recognize with groups of men, tribes, gangs, whatever it is that you want to call it, whatever it is we're going to call it on this cast, um, women talk, men do. If you're in a room, in a space, where all it is is just yap, 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 post, post, yap, 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 funny mean, ha, 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 like emoji, da, 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 yap, 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 yap. You're masturbating. That's all it is. I'm just going to be honest with you. You're not getting what a group of men need to put in and to get out of the environment from each other. Let's be very clear about that. Men do things. Women talk. That's why when women get together, let's go have dinner, girls. They put on their outfits. They do their hair and all that sort of stuff. And they sit around and they're talking. They're talking about Pecky from the HR department and what she's been doing. They talk about some part-timer that works in another business. They talk about husbands. They talk about boyfriends. They talk. They talk about celebrities. They talk. Okay. They don't generally do things. Men, on the other hand, it is, as a prerequisite, of a tribe to work, of a gang to be useful, does things. You can take the Italian mafia, the mob, you know, as an example. They don't sit around and do nothing. They're very Machiavellian in the way that they operate. Um, one of the things that kept coming up over and over again in Francesi's book was the notion of Machiavelli versus Solomon, King Solomon. Um, I've downloaded Machiavelli's audiobook. I think it's called The Prince. So I want to see what angles, you know, are talked about in there. But but the mob is very, very focused on doing shit. More or less the accumulation of influence, power, and more specifically wealth, right? They don't just sit around and talk about stupid shit. Who's banging who? Becky from HR or any of that nonsense. They're doing something productive, right? And this is one of the things that I think a lot of guys miss when it comes to tribes and gangs and stuff like that, is they're not necessarily doing something productive. They're just spinning their wheels, okay? They're just doing nothing. They're talking. Is there advancement? Are the things happening? Is there forward movement going on? In most of them, absolutely not. Um, I could, I can go into, I mean, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. But do yourself a favor. You guys go in to one of these private Facebook groups, and you'll see what I'm talking about. Many of you watching right now are probably watching from that angle too and understand exactly what I'm talking about. Let's talk about tribes within networks. So the Mano Swamp is something that I think many of you are already familiar with, also known as the Manosphere. I call it the Mano Swamp because of the type of 
men that are in the space, not good men, nor are they good at being men, but they have little categories of their own gangs and tribes within the Mano Swamp. The pickup artists, these guys are primarily focused on getting girls, cold approaching women, uh, getting their numbers, and generally speaking, getting a same night lay. They're just looking there to rack up notches. Pickup artists, that sort of thing. Men's rights activists, same sort of group, right? These guys just focus on being activists for men's rights. Some of them are men, some of them are women, but they generally go around going, wah, it's not fair on men. And I completely agree with all the observations, but that's how the world sees it. They just go, wah, wah, wah. And they're not particularly effective. Uh, I've said this many times. For the, type, for the type of activism that these gangs of men, the MRAs, are about, the way to make it work is only going to be if you get the gals together in the thousands, ideally tens or hundreds of thousands, marching on Capitol Hill to change laws that are hostile towards men, but they'll never do that. They'll just talk. They'll just they'll just talk, right? Uh, what else we got in that tribe? We got the MGTOW guys, the men going their own way. I have a chapter in my book about that. You should be very familiar with it if you've read my book. Again, if not, get your head around it, understand it. You got the TradCon crews, right? Also in the Mano Swamp. These are the guys that are just like, wife her up. Put a ring on her, put some babies in her, and just wife her up and just hope for the best. They don't say hope for the best. They're basically like, you're not going to be a stat like those other guys, but that's essentially the strategy. Then you have all the different pills, black pill, purple pill, white pill. These are all collectives of guys getting together, doing something. Now, as far as effectiveness and as far as results go, you're not going to... You're not going to see much in the way of movement, right? I've said this before. You can't really trust guys that are completely obsessed with getting tail, right? Just racking up notches, chasing women, right? And you also can't trust guys that can't get tail because both of them will throw you under the bus. There's a weakness to both of them, right? The men that, I mean, you know, if you go back to the mob, you know, the Italian mafia, you know, for example, like the French AZ book, there's almost no talk. In the entire book, again, the book's title, I'll Make You an Offer You Can't Refuse, there's next to no talk about women in that book. It's about forming a brotherhood, accountability. It's about navigating slippery slopes. It's about making money. It's about dealing with obstacles. It's about holding each other accountable. But there's no talk in there about tail. The entire Mano Swamp's about tail. So just marinate on that a little bit, right? Think about that for a second. I'm not saying go out and join the mafia or create your own mafia. But what I'm saying is the effectiveness and the depth in which these men go and the brotherhood that exists, the code of conduct, if you will, that exists. Again, you step out, you don't toe the line, you break a rule, you get whacked. You pay the ultimate price, right? They just kill you right? They make that decision on you. So contemplate those things, right? Uh, we talked about women being pre predisposed to disassemble tribes and friendships. You have to be very aware of that. We talked about that. Yeah, we covered all these main points, ladies and gentlemen. Beautiful. Let me get Moff in. Put my headphones in here and we'll have a little, little boys talk about tribes, communities and the like. Because we had a couple of words exchanged that this past weekend chopping up some ideas all right what's up brother what's happening i can't hear you is your mic on 
All right, he's going to switch back, get that mic going. Let me throw these banners up over here. Let me know when it's up. Just give me a thumbs up on the bottom there. So the book itself, because there's a few housekeeping things that I got to do as well too before we start taking some call in, right? The book itself has a second edition revision. We just finished it. Uh, I'm just waiting for the for the paper proof, like the hand proof that I can just flip through to make sure that the print copies go out okay. There's going to be a hardback version this time. So you've got Kindle, paperback, hardback, and audiobook. I've got to record the audiobook with the new edition to do that November-ish with my uh, editor. So that's Steve from accounting. He's flying over here to do that with me. Um, I'm going to say this. I'm very proud of the second edition of the Unplugged Alpha. That is the second and final edition. There's going to be nothing else added to it. It doesn't need anything else. It is the most complete book and guide to this space you're ever going to need. I have a follow-up book that's coming out in a couple months. It's going to dive deeper down some other rabbit holes. But just so you have a heads up, in case you're looking to get a copy, there's a revised second edition coming out in the next week to two weeks. If you're on my email list, you hear about it first over there. Just follow me on social media. And I'll tell you when I got it. But it's freaking fantastic. Moff, did you get your audio on? Yeah? All right. Let's try it again. Boom. How about now? Are we good? No, still not. All right, it's plugged in no, and everything. I got it. I got it. It's my fault. Okay. I got to turn up the goddamn volume on the stupid headphone. Oh, controller. I didn't even have the fucking mic plugged in, so sorry. Uh, we're even. Yeah, we're What's going on, man? We're good. What's happening? Yeah, so talking about tribes, community, gangs, all that good stuff. I know you're a, a fan of Jack Donovan's writing. Um, yeah, you know, we just fan. had a meetup in Tampa over the weekend. Uh, it was great hanging out, doing all that awesome stuff. You know, we did a lot of stuff. There was... You know what's funny, man? Because there's some guys there, you know, in the room, and they're they're a little more interested, or they were more interested, I guess, at the point of entry with women. And there was no going out, picking up girls. There was almost no talk of women. It was about accountability. It was about doing work. It was about doing shit. What was your take on that weekend? Yeah, I mean, it's not like it wasn't brought up. A couple of guys actually approached me. One guy said, "Hey, like, I met this." group of chicks on the plane and there's this bachelorette party. What do you think? And I was just like, you know what? Look, man, it's, it's not necessarily what we're here for and what this is about. I mean, we've got some free time, you know, I, I structured this. So for everybody that doesn't really know that's watching, I pretty much put this thing together from scratch myself. So I planned the activities. I planned the schedule. I planned the meals. The only thing the guys really had to do was just show up. They just had to say, I, I had to tell them you have to be at this place at this time. Um, they were on the hook for their flights costs and they were on the hook for if they were going to do sort of a rental car because there's a lot of driving that was involved with these activities. We had to get to certain places. So I had a couple of guys that approached me and said, hey, what do you think about this? Are we going to go out? Are we going to do this? And I think that started to kind of wash away a little bit once we started getting into the real meat and potatoes of why we were here. Um, Previous meetups, like the one we did a couple of years ago in Miami, and then we did one in Nashville, those were a little bit more of the partying, um, but guys more so this time around. And then the last couple of meetups, like the one we did in Breckenridge, we did one in Jackson Hole. It's about having the right guys in the room that really have mastered that already, and it's not something they really need to go out and do. I mean, look, there's – different levels of skill and mastery and expertise when it comes to games. Some guys are in LTRs, so that's not really their jam anymore. But we had pretty limited time. We had pretty limited free time specifically for that purpose. So wasn't a ton of drinking going on. Wasn't going out to a bunch of clubs and bars and guys stumbling in at 3, 4 o'clock because they knew that we were up at 
6 a.m. to hit the road, you know, both days. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a lot of that was control by design. But at the same time, guys figured out pretty quickly why they were here and they didn't want to miss out on bonding with brothers to just go take, chase some chicks. Yeah, it was it was well organized, man. And we're 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 honing the quality of the group. We're using the avenues that we have available to us with one percent group and the ten percent. And if you guys aren't familiar, if you're newer to this sort of stuff, been running my own community for years now. I think I started it up in 2017 ish when Patreon was a thing, and then I learned Patreon doesn't really like the sort of stuff that I talk about, so I had to pull it off there and. We moved it around on different platforms, and now we have a totally censorship-free platform that we run it on. Um, if you're if you're interested in joining a community and a group of guys, and here, Moff, I think I got your. Let me pull this up over here, so you can see what we kind of get into. So this is Moff's Instagram. You should go give him a follow. Him, by the way, it's uh, Moff underscore unplugged, um, and you know. Just here's some photographs from the weekend, right? You know, this is the Navy SEAL training ground. You can't even see the Hummer behind us because there's so many of us there. But that was a blast doing firearms training, maneuvering, you know, hitting those uh, steel uh, targets. Um, You know, just been able to get out there and just do cool shit, right? And you did that a few weeks ago, too, when you were with the uh, guys doing the Tough Mudder, challenging each other. Doing stuff. That's that's the key thing, guys, is doing stuff. Moving about and doing stuff. In fact, your feet is really Breckenridge, hog hunting. Uh, it's it's all of us doing stuff. That's the thing, man. I mean, there's the stuff in there, the suits and whiskey event that we did where I'm in a suit with a couple of guys. That was in D.C. I mean, I, I, I made a comment recently to another guy in the community when I was up in Toronto for the Tough Mudder, and it's like, I got time for two things in life, man, my tribe and my business. And if you're not in one of those categories, I really don't have a place for you and I don't have a spot for you. Mm-hmm. So there's really two ways. If you're trying to get my attention and you want to be somebody that I know, there's two ways to do it. You have to join the tribe and you have to be accepted or you have to find a way to add value so I can make money. But if you're if you don't fulfill either one of those categories and you can't add value, hit the bricks, man. I don't I, I just don't have time for people that don't add value to my life anymore. And um it's just it's just something I've just I've become so comfortable with just saying no to people that is second nature now. Have you ever gotten involved in any of these free groups? I actually have. So I, uh, so we, you know, Jaron and I, and and you as well, we are mem- head admins and sort of run your ten percent community, which is sort of the intermediate sort of feeder group for guys that are either just starting out or guys that are really having to work their way back. A lot of guys are lost their ass in divorce, and maybe they were running businesses at one time, but they just don't have their stuff together where they can, you know be at the caliber where one percent guy is so we have this sort of feeder group this intermediate group in the ten percent and so i you know i i threw my name into the hat I, I joined a bunch of these free facebook groups you know red pill blah 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 masculinity MGTOW, like all this kind of stuff where it's just free yeah they might be private but they're free you got to answer a couple of questions like are you red pilled yes okay cool you're in and I was going to use that sort of as a I was going to use it as a recruiting mechanism, sort of to build a pipeline. I'm going to kind of get my name out there and make some posts and potentially recruit some new members to the ten percent. But I reached out to a couple of guys, and I was either like blown off and they never responded, or they just found a way to make an excuse. And what I learned is that the vast majority of these guys in these groups 
are so helpless and hopeless, not because they just were dealt a bad hand, because they'll never do the work and do what it takes to make something of yourself as a man. And they'll never do the work that it takes to improve. And they're not willing to invest in themselves to get the payoff. Too many guys look at things like our community or even these meetups and doing things in person as an expense rather than an investment in themselves. I made a very conscious effort a couple of years ago where I was just like, you know what? COVID's done. New York is opening back up. I'm just going to start getting on planes and going and meeting guys. And I made, I was going to Denver. I was going to Miami. I was going to Nashville. I was like, who's in this town? I'm coming there for a weekend. Let's hang out. Let's grab at that point I was drinking. Let's grab a beer. Let's do an activity or like whatever. And then I started actually building in real life, in-person relationships. And we had a great recap uh, sort of review of the meetup this past weekend where one of the, one of the guys that came said, the guys, the best friends that I've made in this group and the guys that I can actually count on are all the ones that I've met in person. So too many guys hiding behind their screen, talking a bunch of nonsense. And I don't, I think there's a couple of reasons for it. We don't have to necessarily get into it, but there's plenty of reasons for it. But yes, those free groups are just people that are, they have no interest in really putting in the work and they're, they're basically time wasters. You know, I mean, I'll talk about it because you and I have had this conversation, but I think a lot of these guys, they, you know, they see opportunity, they see men doing stuff. Um, but they also see that it's dressed in overalls and it looks like work. Right. And I think some of them are scared. I think, you know, some of them are like genuinely like, would I be accepted? Can I, you know, can I be a part of this? Is this something that I can contribute to? Um, and it's understandable and good good communities and tribes will hold you accountable, right? Like if you show up a mess, you'll be called out. I, I called out people this weekend, you know, if they showed up in a bit of a messy state, straighten them out. Right. And it's like, you know, you got to deal with these things. So like, you know, you have to be ready to be held accountable. I mean, if you're going to get on the ice, you're going to have to start taking shots on goal. Right. Otherwise you're just sitting in the sidelines, you know, you're just sitting in the um, auditorium. You're just watching you know, as it were. Um, okay. I got a bunch of guys here that are piling in for, you know, the Q and a segment. So Moff, right we'll wrap it up. Um, I'll see you in a little bit at eight forty-five for the ladies night show. I know you got a cool yep. panel lined up, so we'll see you in a little bit, brother. See you, bro. All right. Um, all right. Let me just run this ad reel before I get to the, uh, Q and a section. Uh, the link, by the way, if you guys have a question or if you know, you're a critic, you want to challenge something that I've talked about, you have a disagreement, whatever, um, head over to that link and click it and join and let me know what's up. But uh, I'll be back in like a minute and a bit. This episode is brought to you by the Unplugged Alpha Supplements and Grondike Soap Company. Brothers, if you're like me and you take what you put in your body seriously, you'll want to use the Unplugged Alpha Supplements. An obsession with absorption is what sets this line apart from the others. You want to make sure that you absorb as much of the supplements as possible so you don't end up peeing out expensive urine. My supplement line is made in the United States from the highest quality domestic ingredients. And unlike cheaper supplements from China in plastic bottles, mine ship in dark glass bottles to keep your supplements fresher, longer, and won't seep endocrine disrupting plastics into your supplements. Nothing is a hard tablet. Everything is in an easily digestible, bioavailable capsule. You can filter all products by various categories, including testosterone support, estrogen metabolism, fat burning, immune health, sleep support, 
and performance. Visit theunpluggedalpha.com forward slash shop and use the subscribe and save option to get 10% off your supplement orders or use coupon code alpha10 for 10% off a one-time order to try it out. Then I use tactical soap and God of War beard oil every day. Tactical soap is a handmade product made in the United States from ingredients you can actually pronounce, not conventional endocrine lowering toiletry chemicals. Both the soap and the beard oils are infused with bioidentical pheromones that are designed by a clinical psychologist and pheromone expert to maximize attractiveness to the opposite sex. Go visit coopersoap.com and get 10% off your order today. Guys, check out my website at richcooper.ca for more information on booking me for coaching, my community, my courses, and a whole bunch more. You can also find all the useful links pinned below in the top YouTube comment of all my videos. Now let's get on with the show. All right, let's do this. Oh, before I forget the, um, forgot to mention this earlier. I have a, a forum event, January 20th to 21st in Toronto, uh, January, 2024. So in the new year and, uh, tickets are available for sale. It's already been pre-sold to my community months ago. And there's a few seats left over for the public. So if you're interested, I'll drop the link here. Uh, it's a conference, but you can take a look at it. And uh, that's there in the chat. All right. I'll also pin it below in the top comment after this. Let's see what uh, Rob has here for us. And uh, we'll work through everybody tonight, see if we can get y'all. Rob, how you doing, buddy? Hey, how are you doing? Can you Good. what do you got for me today, my friend? Uh, nothing really. Like I mean, I'm just uh, I'm just chewing it in, and uh, uh, I just I just happened to sort of stumble across here. Um, yeah. Um, okay. Well, this is the Q and A segment. Do you have a question for me or a, a criticism or sure, something? Sure, I can try something. Um, yeah. I'm really interested in getting into entrepreneurship, um, mm -hmm. but I have absolutely no idea where to start. Like I mean, in terms of uh, work, I've done a lot of different things. I've worked in um, electronics engineering. Then mm -hmm. I started working in finance and now I'm going to be moving into data science. Um, so I'm just kind of all over the place in terms of career, but, uh, have you ever run a business? No. All right. So let me give you some solid advice here. Um, get a notepad, like a spiral bound pad. Like I've got four right now on my desk, like spiral bound pad, stuff like this. Okay. Something about this size is adequate. Okay, just something like that size is perfectly fine. Um, what I would do is just keep a pen and a note, uh, like an actual written pad handy. Some people like to use Evernote, like an app on their phone, and they can just type it in their phone. But as you go about in your life, in work, and in areas that you're an expert in, I want you to start jotting down ideas, problems that you see that exist, that you can apply a solution to you, that you know that you have the skills to. And they should ideally be, they should ideally cover three intersecting circles. One, middle fingers up. You love doing it. Two, you're good at doing it. Three, it makes money. When those three things intersect, that's the goal. There, there's, there's your free tip, guys, to go and figure out what kind of business to sort of get started up. Now, if you really want to go right down the rabbit hole and learn all the best techniques and skills that all the best entrepreneurs use, then you should be in my school of entrepreneurship. Okay. There's, there's like five or six hours. I think there's over six hours now of video courses and a whole bunch of extras in there with Q and A's and stuff like that from webinars. 
So there's literally close to eight or nine hours of total content now. We keep adding more and more. It's going to open for enrollment at the end of um, October. So November 1st will be when it'll be open for sale and it'll close a few days later. But if you're on my email list, which let me put the banner down on the bottom here. Uh, where, where is my email list banner? We have too many banners going on here. There it is. So if you're on my email list banner, which is entrepreneursandcars.com forward slash red dash flags, you'll get the free chapter from my book on the red flags when you get in. But you'll also get notified when that school opens for enrollment. So you should be in there if you're interested in that. It's uh, $2,000. is 1997. Uh, hell of a lot cheaper than a semester of business school, which will cost you $30,000, $40,000 in most community colleges, universities. Um, <laughs> you won't learn half the shit. Not, not even a tenth of the stuff that's in this course. So that's the advanced level stuff if you're into that. But what I would start with, my friend, Rob, just get a spiral-bound notepad, uh, a waiter's notebook, you know, something that's small, compact, and just start jotting down business ideas as you see the opportunities. And then all you have to do is go out there and solve problems, man. That's all a business is. It just solves problems and it charges people money. So that's it. Start there. Sounds good? Yep. Sounds great. Thank all you. All right, Rob. See you, bud. Yeah. So, guys, again, make sure you're on my email list so we can stay in contact with stuff like this. Um, all right. We got uh, Jesse here. Let's go to him. And again, the link is for StreamYard is pinned above. Jesse, what's up, buddy? Hey, Rich. So right now I'm going through a situation where I'm working as a subcontractor with another guy in my area who's trying to help him build his uh, construction business. And I'm learning carpentry. He's a guy who's served in the U.S. military and he's an Iron Man. So, you know, a lot of mental toughness, but his personal problems are just really breaking him. And every time I'm working with him, I'm starting to notice those things more and more, you know, he's made me very militant and disciplined and it's been a pretty good stream of income while I'm getting on the job training. But, you know, it's at a point where I am like considering uh, pivoting because he's basically running a half business, you know, things can go wrong at job sites, his tools can get lost and a lot of things can go wrong. And he's current. He's been through the divorce grinder, and he's going through a custody battle right now for his children. And he's not in a very good financial spot. Mm -hmm. So I've enjoyed working with him so far, but um, I, I think he has PTSD or something. So his like emotions are all over the place. One time, sometimes he's yelling at me. Sometimes he's cool, and it's it's just um, you know sometimes I'm screwing up too, and you know it, it's just part of the learning curve. But what's the ask here, man? Like, what's the question? It's just I'm trying to figure out what to do next. Um, do I just tell him, you know, once he's done with his little custody battle thing, just tell him, hey, um, I'm gonna cut back on how many hours I'm working with you, and I'm gonna focus on my other streams of income. Do I just cut it off completely and just uh, let this go, or it's just I'm really not well, sure what to do it. It doesn't point. sound like a very good business that makes a lot of money and is very freaking annoying. You know, the way that you're describing it, it sounds like shit. It doesn't sound like my idea of fun. Right and, a, right. and a business should at least have a fun element to it. I mean, like you should like doing it. You should be good at it. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. So why are you, so why are you dealing with this guy? It's, I guess just because it's pushing my comfort zone. And like you, you said, you know, men need tribes. This is kind of the only tribe I really have, you know, working that doesn't with sound like a very good tribe. It's, it doesn't sound like a very good tribe to get into, man. Sounds like something that's, that, that, that's, that's just a big anchor in your life. You know, we talk about anchors and sales. This is like, 
you know, being in business, you don't form a business or a partnership in a business to try to create, you know, your own tribe. You just don't. Um, when you start building a business, if you have people involved in it on a consistent basis, uh, like employees, you know, for example, what you do is you create something that's a little bit more than a religion and a little bit less than a cult. That's mm -hmm. Those are the best businesses, but you're not building that, right? You've got a little bit of a uh, sub subcontracting, loosey-goosey type of arrangement. Um, right. You've been around for a while, Jesse. I've mentioned the School of Entrepreneurship. Have you bought it? Um, yes. Uh, yes, I am part of it. I've uh, been through the courses and, you know, I am doing a bunch of different side hustles and, you know, that way I have other streams of income, stuff like this happens. You know, the other day I, I, I was listening to him like yell at his girlfriend while I was working and it's, it's, things are out of control, but like, is he just a blue pill, um, alpha kind of, and you know, he's, yeah, did, but I mean, you're talking about things that I've covered in the course, right? Exactly. Um, I don't see you in the community here for the course. Why would you lie um, to me about that, man? I, I didn't. It was uh, I helped Jaron out and then he uh, helped me get into uh, the course. That's probably why I'm not there. But yeah. I helped. I was Jaron's virtual assistant for a little while. That was how I got into school. Of yeah, but I don't see you in the uh, actual community here. So that tells me you don't have it. So I'm not sure how you accessed it. Facebook. He didn't want me to join the Facebook group is part of one. I mean, you can ask Jaron, but I okay. am. Part of the school of entrepreneurship, just not in the Facebook group, because I was Jaron's virtual assistant for. A okay, little so bit. so you've gone through the teachable modules. You've yes, watched the modules, all of them. Yes, so I you're have. asking me questions that I cover in the modules, though. Mm -hmm. um, it was a while ago, but I can go back and rewatch him. But yeah, yeah you're going about it like guys. Okay, Jesse, I'm going to pull you out now, guys. There's this concept of being an asshole. Okay. And an asshole is somebody that asks you something and then doesn't do anything with the information. Um, I think Chris Amy here was in the chat. What did he say, man? Scrolling through here. Beginner course. No. Yeah, there it is. This dude was on years ago asking about the same thing. It sounded familiar to me, right? You can't come on my show here and ask me something that's already been dealt with. You can't come on and say, I've done something when you haven't done it. That's going to get you banned from the page. Don't do it, okay? All right. I got anonymous for a job. You got your camera on, so you're not totally anonymous. If you want to turn off your camera, that's probably a better idea. There you go. All right. Hey, Rich, can you hear me? Yeah, man, I just wanted to protect your identity because your camera's on and they might have seen something even though it was covering your face. Okay, hey, I really appreciate it. Um, I'm a first-time caller. I just joined the 10%. My issue is I completely mastered my day job. It's low six figures, so it's a nice salary. Um, I got so efficient that I have an unhealthy amount of free time mm. and I want to start contracting with other guys who are running companies. That's okay. one of the reasons I joined the 10%. I asked Jaron about it on Instagram and he said, guys do that. Um, so ideally I'd like to get other income streams going, but I'm not advanced enough to take your course yet. I'm not developed. I'm not ready to run a business yet. I just know that. Yeah. So, so my, 
my ask mm -hmm. is, do you think it's appropriate to put my resume up on the group and put an ask and a give? Here's my skill set. Here's my situation. Yeah. Um, what do you think? What part of the country do you live in? You don't have to name the city, but what part of the country are you in? Uh, U.S. Where? Where in the U.S.? Oh, Ohio. Okay. I'm, I'm, fully, I'm fully remote and location okay. independent. Cool, cool, cool. Um, how long have you been in there? Uh, less than a week. Yeah, so a little bit early, right? Like, um, mm -hmm. are you familiar with uh, what's Gary Vaynerchuk's concept? Jab, 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 right hook. You've heard us about his book. All that basically uh, means is give, 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 ask, right? So mm -hmm. in the 10% community, um, you'll see on the uh, feature tab, there's there's stuff broken down by me and video, by Moff, by Jaron, explaining how to get the most out of the community. So make sure you go and check those out You know if you've missed them, but get in there and network and give value back before you start asking for anything you might find a post like just scroll up and take a look at some of the posts in the last couple months you might mm -hmm. find something there that somebody was asking for some help in uh, or some feedback on that you might be world class at and then you just reactivate that post you comment on it he'll get notified and you sort of go from there i never recommend for people just to show up and just sort of throw up and say hey you know here's what i need help with da, 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 da. it's like there are people men are more akin to help others that are showing up and doing work to sort of help things out. It's like, you know, you show up in a, a tribe, uh, you know, in the nomadic hunter gatherer days, if you just show up and say, feed me, clothe me and give me a woman to bang, they're going to, they're probably going to kill you. But if you show up and say, you know, here's some wood for the fire and I killed this boar this morning, here's half the boar. So, you know, let me contribute. You see what I'm saying, right? Like show up by starting to contribute. And then you'll be able to get some value once you gain some trust out of the group. Yeah, so Moff just typed it in over here, right? You need to add value to gain trust. So post it, but post after you've given first. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, that totally makes sense. Um, I totally get it. I just wish I could wave a magic wand and, you know, suddenly get, hey, I could use this. Hey, what do you think about this? Because my time, I just have so much free time. It's driving me insane. Well, if you have free time, then make some contributions to the group, right? Um mm -hmm. Zoom call for business discussion, hop on it. If there's something going on that you can uh, participate in, do it. Um, there's a, you know, I posted the link to the 1% forum in uh, January. Um, if you can make it to that, grab a ticket and, you know, get in the room. It's, you know, it's a great time and a great opportunity to network with some other people. Um, you see what I'm saying though, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, and I got mixed feedback from different guys that I reached out to. Some said, hey, yeah, throw it out there, see what happens. And I'll, But most guys said what you said. They said, hang back, add some value, get to know the guys, et cetera. Better way to do it. Yeah, and backstory, I, I'm fresh out of three years of monk mode. I had to rebuild my job after um, having to quit and do an emergency move due to the beer bug. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm two years into that. The job's going well. Now I'm starting to date again since I'm a better version of myself. And I was getting a lot of matches on dating apps, but my text game sucks. And the 10% revealed that my text game sucks. And that's why I get all the matches, but not the dates. So I'm working on that. Yeah, look, I mean, like use it to, to level up your life when it comes to women too. But that shouldn't be the primary order in why you're there. It just happens to be like one of the benefits. Is I just have to emphasize to guys again chase excellence not women you know you can post field reports you can post questions about that if there's something that's not working in a text or a drop it in there but for the most part 
show up and deliver some value and then, you know, make sure that you're able to take some back, you know, when the opportunity comes up, that's how you build, you know, trust. That's how you build, you know, that type of community, um, stay anon publicly, but within the community, put yourself out there, make yourself known. Yeah. Makes sense. Okay. Um, yeah. I, and the main reason I joined initially was, well, I want to level up but with other guys, but I also was hoping to eventually contract. And then the final, final, um, thing I just wanted to say is I absolutely love renting supercars mm. and I rented a 2021 720s spider with a cat back exhaust and holy crap that car will kill you if you're stupid I mean I've driven like four or five eights in huracans but I went from 40 to 140 in like five seconds on a desert road so your car is a weapon it was insane yeah that car's gone now actually I, I traded in for a turbo s which which is far more suitable for the kind of driving that i use it for but the 720 is a weapon it's one of my all-time favorite cars I, i'll i'll probably end up trading in the turbo s for a 750 at some point have you ever driven the 765 lt uh, a couple of my friends have one i've you know they throw me the keys they just haven't had a chance to drive it on one of the roads yet but it's you know it's there if i want it sure well hey thanks for your time that's all i got appreciate cool, it man. see you buddy all right. Um, again, guys, the call-in link to ask a question is pinned live on the top of the chat and YouTube. Um, again, if you just let me grab this link over here, if you're just joining us now, uh, I'll put it in all chat YouTube link. So head on over to YouTube, and it's pinned at the top. It's a Streamyard link. You can click that and join in. Um, all right. Let's see what we got here with uh, Ma. Not sorry, Moth Moth out of there. Ron. Uh, all right, Ron. What do you got for me, man? Oh, Rich, I just want to tell you that this book changed my life. Just want to tell you that first. How did it change your life? Oh, man, it took the blinders off my eyes, man, because everything you say in this book is so true. That's what really, that's how much it changed my life. And I wish this book came out like 20 years ago. That would have made all the difference in the world. Mm. So I, just, man, that's truly I get that a lot. Do me a solid, though. Write that in a review on Amazon. Just let other guys know that there's value in that. Absolutely. I Thanks, definitely man. Um, quick, uh, since this, my, my ask is this, that, um, since we're talking about tribes, um, uh, so I have friends from childhood and high school and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. They're good hearted people, but the thing is that, they, um, they, they're not going anywhere with their lives. So I'm, I don't know, like, I don't know if I should still be friends with them and, and don't make them my main friends. I've been told that by psychologists, but, uh, or should I just be totally cold hearted and just be like, you know, I got to let you go. What do you or, think? I would, I would think that you would say you got to let them go. Okay. So you already have the answer to your own question. So I guess, so I guess my question to you is why do you need to ask that question if you already have the answer to it? Cause I mean well, like part of the unplugging process is seeing the bullshit out there and seeing the bullshit in here as well. Right. And if you keep telling yourself stories like, well, you know, I've been friend with, friends with them since I was in high school and I should probably maintain that friendship, even though they're going nowhere in life. You see what I'm saying? Like you're like you're lying yourself. No, the reason why I asked it, because I asked a psychologist that and I don't and something just didn't feel right about it. So I wanted to make sure with you because, you know, you seem to know you more. Asked the psychologist the same question. What do they say? They said you could still be friends with them, but don't make them your main friends. Uh, I mean, that's. That's the, <laughs> I guess that's the American Psychological Association answered everything. You know, the APA wants to, uh, wants to water down everything. Um, they put out a, a posting a few years ago, basically telling them to treat uh, men as toxically masculine. It, 
it's not my advice, right? Because you got anchors and sales in life. Sales fill with wind. They take you to your next port of call. Anchors hold you back. It's, yeah, right. it's, it's very, very simple. Is somebody that's in your life an anchor or a sale? If they're an anchor, you cut them loose. You can't move forward if they're anchoring you back. There's a video somewhere I put on my um, Twitter feed um, and it keeps getting reposted. Uh, it's a video of, of uh, Snoop Dogg and he's talking about how as you level up and you get better, then these people sort of stay down over here and you keep getting better and better. And they either have to come up to your level or you cut them loose because you can't go down to their level once you've left, right? There's a dominance hierarchy in the world and there's people that are up here there's people that are further than that. And there's people down at the bottom, and that's fine. But as you move forward, you have to cut the anchors off. Right. You can, I mean, if you want to remain in loose contact, as your psychologist friend recommended, see them at holidays, see them at Thanksgiving, see them in uh, Christmas. But you don't make any effort to spend time with people that aren't doing the work on themselves to level up. Iron sharpens iron. You want you want to surround yourself with killers, right? So you have to be fastidious about the people that you spend time with. One of the things that you can do yourself, Ron, that you can control within your own universe, and I'm hoping that you're already working on this right now, but cutting the weight, you know? Yeah, like, right. Yeah, yeah 100%. I, agree. I mean, I can see it all in your face right now, you know? So you start, you know, you start getting rid of that and you start burning that off and you become leaner and stronger, more competent, more functional, like all these things, the inflammation in your body comes down. You'll just be more useful to yourself and you know, you'd be more of a killer. It'll be more obvious to the world, right? You know, when you enter into a room, because you'll just look better. Yeah, you're right. You know, maximize look status money game yet. That was one yeah. of them. One question. Have you ever driven a McLaren F1 before? And then I'll let you go. No, I don't think. Uh, I think there's probably less than 70 or 80 of those in the world right now. You know, some of them have crashed, have been demolished or whatever, but there's not too many. I've, I've, I don't even think I've ever seen one in person with the exception of the one that was in the London dealership when I went there in the 90s. Oh, I see. Okay. Thank you so yeah. much. Rick. Yeah, no problem. Exceptionally rare car, phenomenal car. Uh, Gordon Murray, uh, who was involved with um, McLaren for a bit, actually has a new car coming out. It's called the T50, which is loosely built on the original McLaren F1. If you want to hear sick engine sounds, go to YouTube and search, search for Gordon Murray T50 and turn up the volume. Um, all right. Let's see what else we got here. Guys, in the private chat... Um, you could let me know what is uh, up. Um, who else we got here? Did anonymous for job. Uh, let's do frame. Cha who's frame chasers? Okay, frame chasers. What's up, man? Hey, how's it going? Good. Um, what do you got for me tonight? Okay, so been watching you for about two months. Uh, long story short, I got divorced two months ago. Go figure. Okay, and. Um, so I do, uh, I run a tech channel, but I've been doing a lot more. This is more of a business question. I've been doing a lot more health and fitness stuff for my audience. And we kind of been pivoting that way. Mm -hmm. So I, try, I tried your supplements out. I like them. Um, do you do white label or affiliate marketing for your stuff? Because I'd or, like to add that to my like sales funnel. For the supplement sense. line? Yeah, your supplement line, yeah. It, I mean, I could. It's built on Shopify. Um, but, I mean, you'd have to have volumes for me to even think about doing it. Right, right. I see. Um, do you want to do, do you want to hear a really weird scenario? 
Let's hear it. Do you have time? Okay. So, okay. Long story short, I dated this girl uh, from 20 to 27. Okay. And uh, long, again, long story short, the reason why that ended was an Asian mother got in the way. Right. So anyway, fast forward, I'm 37 now, seven years later, uh, I got divorced two months ago and haven't talked to that seven year relationship girl in 10 years. And we just recently reconnected and we, we both found out like she had no idea that her mom was doing all the crazy shit behind her back and that broke us up and all that stuff. So we, we, we reconnect 10 years later and, uh, we find out that the mom was the issue. And so we've been spending maybe about the last month and a half together and it's been fantastic. And her notch count is still under five. Is this a and, question along the lines of, is it a good idea for me to do this, Rich? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Well, uh, plates is not an issue. Uh, I got plates <laughs> the second my wife left or my ex-wife. Why did you guys break up? Maybe, maybe let's start with the conditions under which you guys broke up. Okay. So seven years in, um, her mom's, I mean, put my phone down for a sec. Her mom started doing this everywhere we went. Like, okay. so we would go for dinner and she'd like go under the table and like do this to me. I'm like, it got so insufferable that I couldn't even, uh, like, I didn't want to go to their house anymore. Cause basically her mom was pressuring me being like, yo, you got to marry my daughter. It's been How seven years. Daughter? I'm like, how old was your daughter seven years ago? Same age as me. Exactly. We were, we're, um, we're not high school sweethearts, but we were in the same grade. So and we met after high school. Hmm? So how old were you guys? 27 at the time. Yeah. 27. Okay. So she's saying, yeah, it's about time. Shit or get off the pot. Yeah. Buy her a ring. Okay. Yeah. The mom was saying all that. So anyway, um, then I started talking. So I, so the, I thought that the girl was telling her mom to do that to me, to get me to hurry my shit up. So then I start talking about marriage and then I start, I mean, of course I will. This girl's fucking awesome, right? Um, she's still fucking awesome, which is another weird thing. So she started to feel, what's the word, pressured into marriage, which I didn't understand. I'm like, wait a minute, I thought you were telling your mom to do the, the ring thing everywhere I went and all this shit, right? Mm. So anyway, um, she had just finished high school and she's like, I don't know what I want. I'm like, what are you talking about? You don't know what you want. I we've been together for seven years. I thought you wanted to get married. She's like, I don't know if I want to get married. I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, sorry. Sorry. I'm not going to swear. Didn't you um, just get out of a marriage? You just got divorced? Yeah. Two months ago. Yeah. Totally different scenario and situation. Do you have any kids with her? No. Are you planning on having kids? I would like to have kids. Yeah. Okay. So then you have to vet this chick as wife stock, as mother stock. And you've already been with her and, and broken up with her. You know, they say never go out to the curb and rummage through the garbage. You know, you, you know, you've taken the garbage out. You let the, you've put it out there for the garbage man to go get it. Right. So why would you go right. back up to the curb and start rummaging through the garbage? Right. When the only reason this is a point of con like um, gray area is he didn't know her mom was doing that. And then we found out 10 years later. That her is mom that, was doing is that like really something that would that would break up a couple that's solid you know mom going under the table put a ring on her finger sort of thing like encouraging you to marry her daughter like there's got to be a something that's a good point in there like 
why didn't like is there a real reason why you guys broke up because aside from mom just doing this shit right like i have like i have my girlfriend's family from time to time you know especially like the nieces and nephew they're sometimes drop like some sort of comment i'm like look kid you don't want me to get into marriage and stuff like that so you know and then i'll just send them back to their mom or dad because they know exactly what i'm going to say Right. Right. So I mean, like, you're going to get this, right? Like if you're a top shelf guy and you're dealing with a woman and you're seeing her family, her family wants you to lock her down and get married to her because it is safe. It is protective. It's good for her. Low risk, high reward, especially if you're a successful guy. Of course, they're going to tell you to go get married, but you just have to, you know, if it's not something that you want to do or that, or it doesn't serve you, or it's not aligned with your life goals, then you don't do it. Just say, that's not me, right? So, uh, why did you guys break up? Because it wasn't the mom. She the the reason why we broke up at the time. Um, she said she didn't know if she wanted to get married right then and there. And then her mom was pressuring me to get married. So then I said, "Well," and then she said, "I want to go on a break for a bit to see what I wanted to do with my life." Oh, and all that stuff. okay. Yeah. There it is. I want to go on a break. Right. I also, she was also, I was also her first as well. Okay. So you were also her first. So she racked up five more notches after that or four more or whatever it happens to be. Yeah. Okay. So are you starting to see what the break part of it is? Right. The, uh, you were, you were her only source of intimacy. She was 27. She didn't really want to get married. Her mom wanted her to get married because she saw you as a good option. Right. And she wanted to explore options. That's why she went on a break. So she went out now and she explored her options. She shared her body with four other men. And now she's coming back and she's saying, hey, the grass wasn't greener on the other side of the fence. What are you doing? It 100% was not either. She regrets it for sure. Like all those guys were totally fucking, sorry, totally useless. So, yeah. But I mean, like, here's the thing though. Like she left you, she abandoned you, a commitment to you because I'm assuming she's like, hey, where do we stand? You know, I'd like to claim she hasn't you said that yet. No, no, no. Before I yeah. mean, like oh, when yeah, you guys yeah. were dating, yeah. And then, and then she went and abandoned that to go and play the field, to go and sow some wild oats to figure out if there was some greener grass somewhere else, and she didn't find it. For me personally, if a chick breaks up with me and wants to run around and then comes back after she's done running around, saying, "Hey, what are you doing? Let's get together," I won't even give her the time of day. Interesting. Yeah. I don't want to be anybody's second, third, fourth, fifth choice. Fuck that. To be fair. Chapter three the, in my book, Genuine Burning Desire. Have you read it? Yes. Yeah. Um, it's all there. That's the. Re, well, reread it. Reread I know. It. Hey, hang on. Hang on. The, the thing is that breakup, I was completely blue pilled and I was obese and I was a total piece of what garbage Got back it. then. Got it. Right. So, so you weren't as as appealing as a man as what you are today. No, the the breakup was the best shape, thing that could have happened to me. More at money, driving yeah, a nicer yeah. car. I'm guessing. Yeah. Moved yeah. on, bought something nicer to live in. I'm guessing. Yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah. You've gotten better. Your SMV has gone up. Right. But but you'll never forget that she left you to go explore options. Now that I've pointed that out to you. That's what she, I know, she broke up yeah. with you to go and explore options. Hundred percent. Okay. That's it's so not just, what I wanted to hear, but I think that's what I needed to hear. Yeah. It is what it is. Uh, yeah. Like she's not 
I mean, look, I don't know how fat you were. I don't know how poor you were. I don't know what your status was back then. Clearly, it wasn't as good as it is today or as good as you feel it to be today. And it's understandable that a woman will always look at other options if you're not the best that she can get. If she gets up in the morning and looks at you and says, I can do better than this guy, she's going to go and try to do better than this guy. She went out. She found that she didn't. While she was doing that, you worked on your shit. You've leveled up. And now she's like, oh, there's that guy over there I remember from seven years ago. We had a good time and he really liked me. Maybe I can convince him to be with me now that he's got his shit together and is all jacked and saucy and stuff. Right. Right. That For me, sucks. it's a no-go yeah. zone, right? So, oh, I mean, you will, you, will, yeah. you will never look at a woman the same way when you realize that she left you to go and bang other guys. She left you to go share her body with, with, with four other men before she came back and said, you know what, this guy did some work. I think I'm going to go back to him. A great woman, which are few and far between, would have stuck with you. But again, right. you know, you were a blue pill beta too, right? So, right. you know, you're, you're, you're taking ownership for your part of it, but just know that's why she's coming back and that's what happened. It wasn't, it wasn't her mom. So let's not blame her mom for this. Gotcha. Okay. If anything, her mom would have probably had her marry you, but she didn't want that. She wanted to go and check out some other options. Gotcha. Would you keep her as a plate then? It's very difficult to keep a woman as a plate that's from your past that you were enthusiastic about. She was potentially enthusiastic about you because then feelings get involved. And if you're just going to keep her at arm's length, at some point, she's she's either going to disconnect from you and say, look, I can't do this. Or, you know, she's going to say something like, you know, frame chasers, I love you. And, you know, where's this going? And I can't do this if we're not together. Right. It's like even friends with benefits it'll run its course because usually somebody catches feelings, you know, for the other person or they find out that they're seeing other people and then jealousy kicks in sort of stuff. So you can try. Um, I don't like, that's why they say never go back to an ex, right? Because the circumstances in which you rekindle when you see why you broke up and it's usually women leaving men, like 80% of the time women end long-term relationships it's not generally men leaving women it actually takes a lot for a guy to leave a woman so if you ever hear stories about a chick where guys leave them constantly like if you're out on a date and she's like well bill left me and then seven years later chad left me and then you know eight years later kevin from sales left me it's like okay there's a common denominator here there's something wrong with this chick she's probably crazy right so just as a side note you see what i'm saying though but my advice is don't do it i bet that you can do better than her I know I can. I know. The thing is, I have a, I don't want to take too much of your time, but man, when I date younger girls, they they haven't even seen like Seinfeld. Like, it's like, or like, there's such a gap of like, like they didn't grow up with like cassette tapes and like so super much. stokers. I know. It's just, oh so, my God, dude. So yeah. You, you invite them into your world. You don't have to go into their world. You don't give a shit what it is that they do with Snapchat or whatever it happens to be. If you're, if you're successful, if you're competent, if you're a seasoned older guy and you like younger women because you're attracted to them and you generally find a woman that's younger than you. And I wouldn't go too young. Like I wouldn't go 20 or 30 years younger. Like usually seven to 15 years is pretty reasonable, right? You can go 15 years, 20 years up to you, but you, you invite them to do shit with you. Like you're a captivating guy. You've got a social network. 
Uh, people probably find you interesting. You invite them into your world. You don't go into their stupid shit. Right. That's gotcha. how you deal with a younger wound, basically. But yeah, um, just to sort of, you know, before you go, my good friend Steph said that, you know, he's always said this, and I've used this phrase, you know, from time to time, the door is unlocked going out, but it's locked coming back in. If a chick leaves, if she wants to leave you, if she wants to explore other options, you know, as she explicitly stated to you, then that door is locked when she comes back. It's get fucked. Gotcha. That's just my take on it. But that's that's how I view the world right now. And not everybody's going to see it that way, right? Like you're going to go and do what you think is right for you, but at least contemplate that. Sounds good. All okay. right. I really appreciate that, my man. All right, boss. Take okay, care. thank you. All right. Yeah, I wanted to spend a little more time on that one because um, it's uh, it's important conversation. Uh, Phil, I'm going to pull you in, bud. Phil. Hey, Rich. What do you got for me, bud? My question is, uh, like, what criteria or in your own mind, what do you go through when you're deciding your community, your men's community, right? Is uh, like, you know, I've been on your show a few times, you know, like my history, I was a, raised by a single mom. So it's like, when it comes to making female friendships, it's always been easy because that was what I was modeled. But when it comes to making male friendships, it's different, right? Mm -hmm. Like we don't, I often think of the movie, uh, I think it's Remember the Titans with Denzel Washington, mm -hmm. where it's like, it always makes me think the two guys uh, that hated each other the most, the one lead white guy and black guy, they hated each other the most. They had so much struggle with each other in the end became the best of friends. And I think that's how men develop friendships is in struggle and hardship. Mm -hmm. So it's like when you're, what's your criteria, I guess, or what do you go through to say like, this is a person or, or yeah, a, that's a, a good question. So, so the entry criteria for the 10% group, the one that you're in, it's, mm -hmm. can you cough up the money, pay and deal with the basic rules, right? There's guys in there that have like, you know, uh, gotten in there and they just won't follow the rules. You know, there's some basic rules that are set for the, you know, for the productivity of the, of the group or there's shit disturbers or they're bitches. And, you know, it's basically a sussing out area. You know, it's a staging area. It's like elementary school. Okay. Mm -hmm. Once we see what guys are made of, then they're invited to move up to the 1%. So that's an invite schedule, right? So it's a little bit different. It's a more pricier group. Uh, the Like the kinds of stuff that we do, like the Tampa meetup, like over the weekend, that wasn't extended to the 10%. It was only extended to the 1% group, right? Um, so I'm looking for killers. I'm looking for competent men. I'm looking for men with special skills. Uh, I like fixers. I like uh, licensed professionals. Uh, I like fighters. Um, you know, one of the things that we did this past weekend, we threw on some gloves and we did some sparring, right? You know, there's some guys in there that are very new to it. There's some, you know, some guys in there that have some experience. Um, you know, so I like guys that have combat uh, skills. Uh, firearms training, you know, is a part of that as well, right? Like we, you know, we look at the man and it's like, what makes a good man that is also going to be good at being a man? And a man should be able to solve problems in a number of different environments. They should be able to deal with conflict. They should be able to deal with chaos should it come. Or do they, you know, crumble into a ball and turn into a little bitch and start crying sort of thing, right? So, and then within the 1%, I have another group, which is called the Generals, which is a further tier up, which is an even tighter uh, 
network of men, right? Like these are guys that have my cell phone number that, you know, they'll call me or they'll DM me or whatever. Like, you know, we're constantly chatting. So there's all these hierarchy tiers, right? So it's like the 10% group, you know, the starting group that Moff basically runs is like a staging area. Get started, get to know people, show what you're made of, you know, level yourself up, deal with, deal with any discrepancies that you've got, network with these guys, meet them, you know, use it. Oh, for sure. So you're saying it's like, because uh, like I want to apply that to life, not just through the 10% group as mm -hmm. well too, right? Like in life in general, how do you decipher like the people that are going to be continuous in your life or that you just don't take serious would be something similar to that where there's kind of a, same, a staging, right? Same sort of thing. Like, uh, okay. you know, in my book, I talk about hiring slow and firing fast, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So, I mean, the notion of that is applied to just about every area of life. I mean, you can deal with that with women. You know, you see what she's made of, you date her, you spin her as a plate, you know, and if you find out that she's not a good chick for a long-term basis, then you fire her, you know, sort of thing. Same thing with friends. You know, if you find it, these guys are always asking, they're always taking, they're assholes. You know, they'll ask you the same question over and over again. They'll ask you a question, then they'll go to another guy and ask the same question, and then they'll come back to you. Like these fucking guys are exhausting, right? And if you're a guy that's decided that you're on some kind of a purpose, you're on a grind, you're, you know, you want to do something with your life, you want to have some impact, you want to leave something behind, a name for yourself, then you can't let people around you that are going to weigh you back, that lower your average. You know, they say that you become the average of the five people you spend the most time with. You spend time with five fat, dumb, broke losers that are doing nothing with their lives that are incompetent, then you're going to become the sixth. Right. So you, you have to be fastidious about who you allow around you and, you know, who you move on from. You don't have to be a dick and, you know, say, hey, look, you know, we're not talking anymore because we're too different. You just lose their number. You know, they text you. You just don't get back to them. You know, it's the same thing. Like if you're dealing with a chick, that's a piece of garbage. Right. You know, you find out she's got more red flags than a Chinese communist parade. You've done a date with her. She starts messaging you. You just don't respond to her. You know, you don't owe her anything beyond not interested. Right. And even that's being just a kind man sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, it makes sense. It's uh, I like coming on your show every so often to get that guidance. Cause I agree. I don't want to be just a person who asks questions and does nothing, but I'm also a person that didn't have that guidance. So I like, I value your show and yeah. the within your community has helped me tons. Like, did you grab a ticket I, for the forum coming up in January? I haven't yet. I'm going you to, you should, you should yeah. dude. Actually, like I've got to buy these room blocks. So, so for me to secure the minimum room block, you know, we've got it launched at a discount price after it's going to be increased. Uh, the link that I have public. So this link here that I'm putting in the public chat, that's just for the public. The one on the Facebook page, that one has a discount built into it. So grab the ticket from there. Cause in the next week or two, I've got to jack up the price once these room blocks are all secured. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, cool. I'm, I'm, I'm working on it. It's uh, part of the plan, but uh, a shameless plug here for, for the 10% group, people who are on the fence, do it. Like, and like Rich said, don't be an asshole, do it. It's going to be difficult. You know, it's been the easily the hardest part of my life ever, Yeah. but it's worth it. Right. Like you just have to make that decision for me. Yeah. My wife has always been my son, right? Like the, I'm, I'm raising the next generation too. So I appreciate you giving me this guidance and help because I was never taught these things, right? Like, I don't know. I've always was the nice people pleaser that was like, I'll just esteem everyone the same and get everyone the same amount of respect and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then I'm frustrated and I can't understand well, why people are using me. 
Well, let me be yeah. be clear about respect. You should still respect people, even if you don't know them, even if they haven't done anything, you know, to benefit you or to improve your life, right? You shouldn't be disrespectful to people because you don't know what's going on in the world, right? Like, you, like they could be psychopaths, right? I like I'm very careful in public, even if somebody you know comes up to me and I don't know who that. Like I'm sizing them up, like I'm you know I'm watching them. But what I'm saying basically is be respectful to everybody. It's just once you see who they are and what place you know they have you don't have to spend any more time with them you don't have to entertain them you can you know you can move on respectfully that's all yeah it's a Makes matter sense. of frame frame control is a huge thing i'm learning is like instead applies of giving everywhere yourself, uh, giving yourself out all the time which is my problem is just be nice trusting no hold your frame and then i think you said it perfectly and is the answer i needed is like being being kind time to being a kind man is good. Being a nice guy will get you destroyed. Don't be a nice guy, yep. but be a kind man. Different thing. Yeah, and discern. Yeah, yep. Like the state thing, that's perfect. Just so, makes sense. Cool. All right, Phil. See you, bud. All right. Uh, let's get uh, Michael. Michael? I'm probably pronouncing it wrong, bro. There you go. Michael? Yes, sir. How's How it going? Doing? Good. Uh, so I joined... I joined your stream um, when that bigger dude was talking about on how if he should cut his friends from like high school type of thing. Okay. Um, and I was kind of in the same scenario. So I just kind of wanted to give my two cents on that. And I found a lot of the time you don't really need to actually cut them. If you just start, you know, working out, making money, kind of going down that path, at least that's what happened to me. Uh, they stopped hanging out with me. They said, you know, they don't like the person I'm becoming type of thing. And then we kind of just like um, grew apart. And then years later, when, you know, I started to have muscle and make money and stuff like that, they start to hit me up and be like, hey, like long time no see. Um, you know, what did you do to become the man you are now? And I was like, what I was doing and the reason why you cut me is how I became this. And then they, I kind of like coach them, help them. And now they're becoming better guys. And then we kind of, um, rekindled that relationship type of thing. So a lot of the time you don't need to cut them. It's just kind of, you grow apart. Yeah. You, I mean, you, you just stop responding to them is, you know, what I tell guys to do. They text mm -hmm. you, you don't respond. They call you, you don't answer, let them talk to your voicemail. They'll get the message. And to be honest with you, they don't need to come back at you three, five years later and be like, hey, you know, what did you do to become the man that you are today? Dude, they full fucking well know what you did. You did the fucking work. Straight up. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. you went and made more money. You became more competent. You built a more physically imposing physique. Right. Like they've been watching you. They know what you've done. All they all they want you to do, though, is they want you to tell you they want you to tell them what the secret sauce is because they think it's some shortcut. They think it's an overnight success, you know, prescription. Every overnight success that I know took 10 years to make. Usually it's five to 10 years minimum, usually 10 years, right? Yeah. So again, um, be a kind man. Don't be a nice guy. You don't have to give them, you know, much of your time. They know what needs to be done. You know, I used to run this little experiment when I was running my uh, debt business because when I first got started, um, you know, we we're going through some pretty fast growth. You know, we call it the hyper growth phase. And I would often have people come to my office and be like, Rich, you know, I've got this problem. I don't know what to do. And then I would spend my entire like day 
solving their problems for them, telling them what to do. And I got so pissed off with it one time. I was talking to my business coach and he goes, do this instead. He goes, next time they come in, tell them they can only come and approach you with a problem if they have two solutions attached to it. Now, when people start coming to you with a problem, but they also have solutions to the problem, they've already thought it through. Mm -hmm. And usually one of the solutions that they provide you are actually useful enough that they can go and apply it and they don't need to ask you. So what I did was, you know, they come and be like, okay, so what do you think the appropriate solution is to that? And then they would rhyme it off and be like, good, go do that. And that may not be what I would do, like 100% to the T, but if it's like 80, 85% as good, good, go do it. Don't bother me. Like, go make the decision, right? Like, go get it done, you know? It's like, you know, people say, well, is it possible for anybody to get abs? Is it possible for anybody to be competent at like striking sports like boxing? Yes. Stop lying to yourself and telling yourself, no, it's not possible or I'm big boned or some shit like that. You know, we like to make up these lies, right? So it's like, you know, these guys will get it. You just have to, you know, stay on your purpose, stay on your grind and let them watch you from afar. They, 100%. they, they either come up to you or you leave them behind. It's as simple as that. I also noticed too, when you start to level up, you kind of like, I know people are searching for communities and stuff like that. But a lot of the time when you're leveling up and you actually leave your house and do cool shit, you just kind of absorb people. Like I started mixed martial arts and kind of absorbed people from the dojo, started to ride my motorcycle, um, you know, absorb people and that kind of community. So if you're leveling up, but, and you're also leaving your house and doing cool shit, yeah. the things kind of fall into place. This so. is true. Very true. Thanks, man. So, thank you. Take care. See you. Below, guys, is the link to the community. I'm going to pin it in the top comment along with the uh, the conference, all the other stuff we talked about in the show. Uh, if you think you're a good fit and you want to surround yourself with better men, and you have to be a good man yourself. Like You have to be a man that is a good man that is going to be good at being a man and, and do the things that are required of you, do the work that's required of you. I think the great mistake that a lot of dudes make is they're like, yes, I want to hang out with Rich. I want to do cool shit. I want to sign up for the group. I've seen the supercar. I've seen the guns. I've seen that, you know, all these sessions. Got it. Cool. Right. But you can't be an anchor in the group. You got to show up willing and ready to do the work. Right. Like the big mistake that guys do is they're like, they pay, they get in. They're like, okay, send me networking connections and bitches and money now. Right. And it's like, that's not how it works, guys. That's not how it works. You get out of something what you put into it. You get out of a community what you put into it. And generally speaking, you show up putting more in than what you take from the get-go. You be useful. Um, a great book, an old book, it's exemplified by Tim Ferriss in The 4-Hour Workweek. He talks about it early on. This is an old book again, but still. The notion of, of showing up and giving before you ask, especially if you're sort of like lower tier sort of stuff, be useful. Be useful. You know, it's not... It's not that difficult, really. Um, everybody's got some skill sets that they can impart on a community, a tribe, a gang, whatever it is you want to call it, a mob. doesn't matter. You know, go and, go and find one, form your own, or join one. You know, if you want to join a good one, below. Entrepreneursandcars.com forward slash community. Check it out. Get in. Um, all right. I think I'm going to wrap it up on that note. We'll throw the podcast outro. Ladies night starts up in about 15 minutes. Moff's got a good panel together. See you guys in a little bit on the channel. All right, guys, if you enjoyed that podcast, make sure you visit my website at richcooper.ca to learn more about my courses, my book, The Unplugged Alpha, community, 
or booking me for private coaching. Also, if you are a Canadian with $15,000 or more of credit card debt and what you are doing right now isn't paying off the balances, then visit totaldebtfreedom.ca and hit get a free quote to see if you qualify to settle your credit card debt for less than you owe today over the next 48 months.